Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Like the sun will never rise, like the birds will never sing again. Believe in a power greater than what you are going through. When you don't know what to do, keep breathing. Broadcasting from Huntington Beach, California and the New York City coast to coast, a big welcome from the Big Apple and from L.A. to all our listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave Nassani on the Caregiver Day Radio Show, coming to you live from the syndicated all-positive talk radio network, HealthyLife.net, broadcasting in all 50 states and 135 countries with my lovely co-host, Adrian Gruberg, who has arisen from her deathbed. She wasn't feeling good yesterday. <laughs> From caregiverspace.org, say hello, Adrian. Hello, Adrian. See, she's really there. All right, and just a reminder, um, all our shows are available on demand at healthylife.net and on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, voted number two best podcast of the top six caregiver podcasts by caring.com. And if you go right now to caregiverdave.com, our free burnout quiz is there, as well as our first book, Overcoming Unbelievable Hardships, absolutely free. So do that right now before you start listening to the show or during your listening to the show. And we have an exciting show planned for you today. We will be interviewing Julie Potaker, author of the new book, Life Falls Apart, But You Don't Have To, Mindful Methods for Staying Calm in the Midst of Chaos. All right, I want to take this opportunity to thank our last week's guest, Dr. Ken. And you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on HealthyLife.net at our membership website, caregiverdave.com. All right, enough of that. Julie, welcome to the show. So excited to have you. I'm really glad to be here. Great. Well, we're glad to have you because you're coming from, like, Mexico. From whereabouts in Mexico? We're in La Paz. In a La Paz. And she's on a sailboat. Uh it's kind of a yacht, but not really. It's about 70 feet, but... Um... Oh, cut it out. <laughs> Any crew? Besides your... No, not uh, right the captain? Not right now. So you two can handle that boat all by yourselves. I'm impressed. Because the biggest one I've ever sailed is yeah. 55 feet. And, you know, I need at least one or two people on that one. I think it was uh, I had a catamaran, too, that big, and those are pretty cool. You can put 20 or 30 people on those on the top deck on the netting between the two hulls, and you can really have a lot of fun. <laughs> but we'll talk about sailing another time. How did you first learn about mindfulness practice? I was so stressed out that... I thought I might be having um, some brain event, like a brain tumor or some horrible thing happening because the mm. wrong words were coming out of my mouth. And mm. I went to a neurologist, and uh, he did a complete workup. And when he gave me a clean bill of health from the brain, 
physiology perspective, he said, actually, you have too much stress. You're suffering from burnout, and you need stress management. And he recommended mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is a 40-year-old class. You know, John Kabat-Zinn created Mm -hmm. for the pain clinic at UMass 40 years ago. And I took the class, and it was super helpful in terms of techniques and tools, but it led me to neuroscience classes, which then led me to retreats, which then led me to mindful (laughs) self-compassion, which got invented, which was fantastic, which then led me to be a teacher of that, and, you know, on and on and on and on, because the stuff works. So let me stop you right there, because... You were describing my wife when she was having a stroke, you know, and she had aphasia. Um, does this really happen to people who aren't having a stroke and aren't having a neurological issue? Uh, how does it? Yeah. How does it play out? I mean, what were you? What was your official uh, diagnosis? So, um, my official diagnosis was stress. I had at the time my three kids were teenagers. And they all have ADHD, which is not to say, like, that's such a horrible thing, but it makes homework really hectic and stressful. And they have poor impulse control at the time. And my parents were aging, and it was I, it was just literally too much. And I was, you know, volunteering in all these different capacities and running this one nonprofit. And I, I literally had the wrong words coming out of my mouth. You also sound sleep-deprived. Was that going on as well? Yeah, I'm sure I was sleep-deprived. I'm sure, like, the self-care that caregivers know Mm -hmm. they're supposed to do, I wasn't doing. So um, I was kind of a train train wreck. Yeah, because I I will (laughs) get punchy like that, too, when, when I'm up too long. And I'm just, you know, I've just had it, and I've, and I can't even speak. The words don't come out right. As okay, it's time to go to bed. And yeah. especially if you <laughs> have a glass of wine or something, that just enhances it. But uh, I, I like to ask my guests, and I should have asked you this first, but uh, you know, we we were off to a rough start here. Um, who the heck is Julie Potiker, and why was she put on this earth? That should have been your first question. Wow. Yeah, uh, I blew it. <laughs> I, I I don't. I think I was put on this earth to alleviate suffering in others, honestly. Um, and I think that I'm just I'm just trying to model love and be love and teach it and and help people heal. I think that's my I think that's my game. So you're you're speaking primarily to people who maybe have had your symptoms as well, symptoms of stress. Uh, what role is mindfulness playing in your life right now? I mean, do you still get that way sometimes? Do you uh, are you tempted well, to I, to you know make the same I, mistakes I, you made before? No, no. I mean, I've been doing this practice and varying degrees and forms of it for over 10 years and so I can notice when an emotion's coming up in my body that's mindfulness right mm-hmm. and then I can then I can compassionately say what do I need 
because that feels bad, oh, that's grief or that's sadness or that's anger or whatever it is, then I can respond compassionately to myself because I'm a mindful self-compassion teacher. What do I need to give myself right now that I notice that this is arising? You have to know it's arising. Mm -hmm. Know to be good to yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were a caregiver as well to your dad, you said? My dad died two and a half weeks ago. Not even oh. two and a half weeks. Oh. Just two, this is two fresh. weeks of some change. This, this is, is raw. A fresh, yeah. open wound. Thank you. It stinks. Oh, my God. And especially during the holidays. <laughs> you know, so, it's yeah. terrible. That, that's why we ran away to the boat. You know, it was <laughs> like, if I Makes heard sense. one more song. If I heard one more thoughts and prayers, I mindfully wanted to smack somebody in the face. So, <laughs> so this is what it takes. This is what it takes to get you to your boat. Uh, see, if you were doing this more often, then you wouldn't be stressful because that's what the boats are for. So, how good or how bad were you in getting on the boat uh, while you were a caregiver, while you were going through all of this stuff? Well, I, I wasn't on the boat. I was with my dad in La Jolla in San Diego, and Lowell sailed the boat down to Mexico with a, with crew and with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then Is he that came back. Docked? It's docked in Mexico. Yeah, it's docked in, in Mexico, and then he oh. came back to San Diego the night my dad passed away, and so he was actually there. That was one of those. You know, I'm I'm an attorney by education, so I'm not very spiritually woo woo. But mm-hmm. the fact that he came back and my dad passed that night and he went from being very alive to very dead in four mm-hmm. hours was some universal thing that, you know, is not in my wheelhouse that's amazing that my husband made it back for that to be a support for me and to my sister. So, wow. yeah. So he actually sailed the boat from uh, La Jolla to La Paz or no? I guess yeah. that's the only yeah, way to get did. it down there. How long did it take him? Uh, well, it wouldn't have taken as long. They were in a rally, so it was 11 wow. days. But you could do that in, I think, six or seven days. I mean, he sailed it to Honolulu in ten and a half days, oh and that's much farther. Wow. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you my number. If you ever need anything, <laughs> ever need a crew <laughs> member, <laughs> just call me up. <laughs> I'll just bring my wife with me. What the heck? Uh, we can uh, hang her from a trapeze. Okay, getting back to uh, business here. <laughs> you okay. Uh, tell us what your father's disability or illness was and how long it took, how long were you his caregiver and how that was. Well, went. so my dad was really independent, and he had congestive heart failure. And, um, and then just a month before he passed, he got sick with a lung issue that had been something that was brewing. So I don't really want to get into his whole medical history because I think it's personal. But um, at the very end, it was it was the combination of circumstances. Um, his heart went into tachycardia, ventricular tachycardia, and that is actually what he eventually like passed away from. So, How old was he? Um, he was 87. Lived a good life. And my mom passed. My mom passed three and a half years ago, and I was also in the trenches with her wow. um, mm-hmm. when she passed. And I noticed that um, that my grief when my mom passed was so outrageous, 
and a lot of it was because I was heartbroken for my dad. I, I was having mm. empathetic resonance for my dad. Mm. Um, and now that he's gone and there's no spouse for me to have my heart broken for, my grief isn't as heavy, mm. which I find fascinating. I'm going to write a blog on it. But the empathetic resonance issue is something that's really on all fours for your for your um, constituency, because yeah. doctors and nurses and healthcare providers—that's how they get burnout. They're empathetically resonating with their patients, their clients, right. and they get overwhelmed because they're not. It, it's empathy fatigue, not compassion fatigue. Do you know the difference yeah. between those two things? Yeah. Hey, tell are us you, for those. Are, tell uh, us for those who don't know. Tell us. So, so if you're um, if you're feel if you're mirroring somebody's neurons and you're really feeling their suffering, and you're and you're not feeling compassion, which is more action for them to alleviate their suffering and mm -hmm. and com self compassion action to right. take care of yourself and hold all that suffering, you can get so overwhelmed that that's what causes burnout. So it's 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 really um, whether you're an accidental caregiver, family member like I was, or whether you're a professional caregiver, that burnout thing happens in the same way. Wow. Well, you've got a good attitude because you probably didn't know your father was going to die when this show was originally scheduled, right? No, I did not, and I was still supposed to be in San Diego, and I was supposed to have you in my in my office on my big computer, not on my phone. It would have been very easy for you to call and say, oh, you know, my father just died. I'm going to have to cancel the show, and people have done that in the past, but good for you for for pushing on. And, yeah, I'm, and, not, uh, I'm, not, I'm not that woman. And you're on a sailboat in Mexico, and that would be another excuse why you can't do it. And, and look at you. You just broke all the odds. Well, I Who have knows? to share with you that what you're doing is really important. I just Thank took you. a teacher. I just took a teacher training that finished on Sunday. Um, mm. That is that's the mindful self-compassion adaptation for healthcare communities. Mm. Mm. So, like. It couldn't be more perfect that I'm talking to you now because now they're training people that are already mindful self-compassion teachers like I am to teach healthcare workers it's, it's six hours total instead of 27 hours. So they took this ginormous eight-week, three-hour-a-week curriculum and they chunked it down to what would be the most helpful for burnout for healthcare people. And it's one hour a week for six weeks, and now they're testing it one day for six hours, and then they're going to test mm -hmm. it, you know, one. Anyway, it's completely empirically tested up, up mm -hmm. and down and sideways because that's what Kristen Knapp does. And they've been working on it for three years, and I'm, I just – I was in the first group of uh, teachers they just trained. Mm -hmm. And it's to help, like, nurses and doctors – in the operating room and going patient to patient and at the bedside and dealing with families, how are they going to manage their own stuff and be present and not just be compartmentalizing and and not just be like, oh, self-care, oh, 
sorry, I'm, you know, I'm at the patient's bedside, but I really feel like I need to go get a massage because that's not probable, <laughs> right? That's not, that's not how it works in the hospital, right? <laughs> you know, like they think, they think self-care, they're, you know, no, they, there's got to be things for them to do in the trenches um, to manage their their stress so that they don't burn out. And that's what they've now developed a curriculum for that, which is a blessing. Oh, you know. Um, so it's, it's to show empathy and compassion for themselves, not the patient. So it's both. It's one, it's one for me, one for you, Adrian. So if okay. I was, if if you were telling me something like, you know, you were just sick in bed and I was feeling like really bad for you and I would mm -hmm. be breathing in for me and breathing out for you, breathing in for me and breathing out for you. So it's like just how you think in your mind of of both you and the other person, and you're holding yourselves mm -hmm. both with with kindness. You know, you're, okay. you're the first guest we've had on the show speaking on this topic. In fact, I've never actually heard of the concept of mindfulness. Have you, Adrian? Or oh, the opposite yes. of it would I have be John Kabat-Zinn's tapes. <laughs> you see, I'm I'm Not sheltered. I'm really sheltered here on the West Coast. Uh, Adrian is, is very knowledgeable and well-connected, and I'm a Johnny-come-lately, I guess. I've just been, <laughs> been in my home for 23 years caring for my wife and running a gas station. But uh, for those who might be like me and not understand the term, can you give a brief description or definition of mindfulness and the opposite of it? Because I assume the opposite of it is being stressed out and being burned out. And mindfulness so, is bring, bringing you back to normality, or how does that work? Well, so, Dave, um, there's been a lot of definitions of mindfulness that have been floating around in the last 40 years, and now it's so trendy. Um, so there's tons of definitions if you Google it. But how I like to think about it is paying attention to what you're doing when you're doing it. So right now I'm talking. So to not you. be distracted. I I am easily distracted, and I I think I need this really bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean well, they, I they say it's live, living in the living in the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. So you... we're wired we're wired to ruminate and worry. So anytime you are not worrying and not ruminating, you're right here, right now. You're giving your brain a break. Hmm. It's fantastic. Right. So if you're having if you're having your morning coffee or tea, whatever libation you have in the morning, or Bloody Mary, I have no idea. I'm not judging. Um, and you hold the cup and you feel the temperature of the cup, and then you look at it. So you've got your you're, – you're trying all to get all your senses involved. Mm -hmm. So you've got the, the feeling of it, the temperature of it, the look of it, the color of it, the smell of it, and then the taste of it. That's a, a mindfulness in daily life activity of your first sip of your morning beverage. Wow. I must be more mindful than I realize because I actually do that a lot where I just get away on my hammock and I'm just kind of meditating on on my life and today and last week and my family and, and what's the future. You know, I'm not worrying or anything. I'm, I'm excited for my future. But uh, that's a sort of uh, mindfulness, isn't it? 
if when you're on your hammock, you're, um, <laughs> okay, if when you're on your hammock, you're noticing the air on your skin, right, and you're mm-hmm. seeing with your eyes what is visible right there, mm-hmm. and you're feeling the feelings in your body, and you're, and you're watching like the little daydream that you just said, yeah. you're watching those thoughts and feelings of and emotions arise and pass, and you're not going to attach to any of them and go down a rabbit hole, then yes, that's mindful. Wow. So listen to the silence, listen to the sounds out, you know, the freeway that's five miles away that we could just faintly hear, just be aware of your surroundings. As you said, the air that, that's blowing on the hair of my uh, arm or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could take it to a to another level, I think. Thank you. You're so welcome. I think you should do that every day. <laughs> well, I think I will. Do you do that, Adrian? She's going to say yes. I right? believe that mindfulness is part of my life every day, yeah. Oh, well, I, I'm the only one in the uh, in the fray here. Well, thanks, Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> there's, there's, so. probably, there's probably a lot of things that you do that you've never thought of to label right. as mindfulness or mindful self-compassion, right. but they are indeed that. Yeah, and all the advice I give to people who are burned out, you know, how to take care of yourself, how to eat right, sleep right, and, uh, you know, just put your oxygen mask on first and all that. But you're taking it to another degree, which is great. Using all the senses, you know, the, uh, right. so that we are and, and, experiencing it. And those things can ground you, you know. Like if mm. you're a nurse and you're walking, in, you've just left a patient's room that was something really very sad, which probably happens every single day for sure. these people, these angels. How are they gonna walk? How are they gonna meet the next person in the next room? What are they gonna do to drop where they just were and pick up where they're about to be? And in right. easy way, right. in easy way that that the mindful self compassion adaptation is teaching is to drop your awareness down to the soles of your feet, which is yeah. another way right. of grounding yourself. That's you know, cool. and also, yeah. you know. You know those um, hand sanitizers that they have to do? Yep. Like when they walk into the patient room, my dad was in ICU, ICU last month. You can do that because you've got to do that anyway and drop your awareness to the palms of your hands. And that can, just that break can bring you back into your body so that you meet the next individual with grace, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, we've got to take a break, and we will be right back, so don't go away. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. 
Okay, so you have a couple of days off and you're planning to get away from stress. You may be planning to go across the world or even taking a staycation around town. Well, Hotels.com can get you a room in over 158,000 hotels, 60 countries for 50% off. That's reducing stress already. Plus, collect 10 nights and you'll get one night free. And there's no cancellation charges, no change fees. For the best deals, even last-minute deals, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Hotels.com. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Audiobooks gives you instant access to over 50,000 of the best sellers and hottest book titles in romance, mystery, fiction, and many other genres. Just visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Audiobooks to get started. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and Caregiver Dave. You're listening to HealthyLife.net. Millions of listeners know the secret. Now you do, too. Positive talk, 24 hours a day, every day. And we're back with Julie Potiker and Adrian Gruberg. I'm Dave Nassani. It's the Caregiver Dave Show on HealthyLife.net, all positive talk radio. And I want to talk about um, self-care because everybody thinks that they can do it, but it's a lot harder than it is uh, to actually do it in reality. It's, it's easy to talk about, but it's hard to do, putting your oxygen mask on first because you know, we have, we're dealing with family many times, and they push our buttons, and we lose our temper. And so what is your, uh, what do you have to say about self-care and why it is so important for caregivers? It's just so important for all humans because we suffer. <laughs> we suffer wishing things were different than they are, right? We do it to ourselves, too. We have expectations. They're not met. I mean, stuff happens, and we wish it was other, and we suffer. So, I mean, I think self-care is the name of the game, and it could be taking a nap. It could be having a glass of wine. It could be, you know, when my when uh, when my dad's health was really um, when it started getting scarier, I would try to make sure I took a walk outside every day. You know yeah. that. That really helped me, and I, when I was walking, I would feel my feet on purpose. I would drop my awareness to my feet, and I would feel my legs moving and my feet moving and, and do the sights and the sounds and the whole thing to really um, give my whole self a break. And then I would yeah. go back, and I would feel 
refreshed somewhat. What mindfulness tools were most helpful during your time as a caregiver? I think for me, um, noticing my breath in my body was really helpful. Um, Also dropping my awareness down to either the soles of my feet or if I was Mm -hmm. sitting down to my sit bones, like feeling my body breathing as a whole. Occasionally I would have like um, an object in my hand. I, I call them here and now stones, but they're any kind of little rocks that you can get at a craft store. And I would use it like people use rosary beads or mala beads. You know, and I would I would feel it, and just that tactile thing brought my attention back from instead of ruminating and worrying to right here, right now. So just all Focus. these little kind of dropping in and out all day long to break the discursive loop of worrying. Mm-hmm. So how did you first learn that this was needed when you were burning out? I mean, what did it take for you to finally figure it out or come to the mindfulness uh, topic? Well, I think once the neurologist recommended MBSR to me, um, like I mentioned to you earlier, and I saw the brain science behind it, um, I, I realized that it would be healing to me. And once I healed myself, um, I realized I could heal others. And so mm. that's just what I've, and it's powerful stuff, and it's very, very easy, but you have to practice or it won't work. That's the only bummer, is that you have to practice when you don't need it so that you have it when you do. Because you're not going to be like, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm stressed out, let me look onto page 84, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> you got to right. use it or lose it. I hate that yeah. word, practice. Yeah. Know? Like practice working out. Well, <laughs> so what would it, you say? Go ahead, Adrian. It just becomes part, part and parcel of of the day. You know, the awareness. The as I said, the living in the moment and and um, not not looking past what's going on. Right now, not worrying about the bills that are due in two months, <laughs> hmm. but but just taking taking things one one thing at a time, and li- living, of course, one day at a time. But I I just find um, the the meditation really does help. It's and I do listen to the um, to the tapes a lot. How long have you consciously been doing this, Adrian? Since Steve died, maybe mm. even before. Yeah, so how it's part of your years? routine. Nine. Nine, yeah. So I've been doing mm-hmm. this probably a little more than ten years, and I meditate every mm-hmm. day. And I, I like the Insight Timer app because it's free, yes. and there's thousands of meditations on there. I'm even on there. Yes. If you. If you search for me in there, you'll even find my meditations in there. But I just like okay. putting in the earbuds. I just like putting in the earbuds and following the voice, and then knowing that I gave myself a gift. See, this I, is all I, new I, to me. I, this is an insider insight 
Timer? Insight Timer, I-N-S-I-G-H-T, Timer. You'll hear a lot about Headspace um, because they have really good marketing, but they charge mm-hmm. people. It's free, yeah. and then they get you hooked, and then they charge you, and I, I really resent that. I can't so believe I've never I, heard of this stuff, as trendy as you say it is. <laughs> I'm just not well, hanging I'm out actually, in the right places, I guess. I'm actually surprised, Dave, but that shows you what um, opportunity there is in healthcare for this. Yeah, I mean, because I'm the caregiver's caregiver, oh, and I don't know this stuff. I mean, it's a business that you, the way you talked about, you know, a nurse will have to go from one room to the next room to the next room and leave each room behind as she goes on for the good of the patient. And I, I love the the idea of of using using the hand sanitizer as mm-hmm. a focus. That, that, that really that's it's a clarifier, yeah. yeah. I, I'm it's sure brilliant. I made up some things that I've been doing, but I have no idea. I mean, I don't do it consciously. It's just something that uh, that has come about, but I think we need to be deliberate in, in what we do. Right. And they say that if you, if you compartmentalize, which is what most caregivers do, um, because it gives them a lot of power, right, and it, it helps them um, achieve at their best, the problem with it is, is it's cutting themselves off from not only themselves, but also from who they're caring for. And so eventually it doesn't feel good to be cut off. So how do you stay in loving, connected presence with who you're caring for that the whole self-compassion piece for caregivers so that they can feel their feelings actually and titrate them? Like a yeah. like a hose, so that it's not too much. It's you know, it's 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 really yeah. It's, it's I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I we're on another break. It comes so quickly. Okay. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Reclaim your caregiver's sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too, Caring for Someone with an Illness or Condition Who is Expected to Live for a Relatively Long Period of Time is a Specific and Unique Challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and Caregiver Dave. Discover the world's largest anti-aging organization, Life Extension. For the best information, vitamins, and supplements, you just can't beat Life Extension. To start extending your life, go to the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on the Life Extension banner. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the rentacar banner. 
Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Remember, get positive emotions at www.healthylife.net. And we're back with Julie Potaker and Adrian Gruberg. I'm Dave Nassani. And um, there are so many lessons that you have learned in your role as a caregiver, I'm sure, because I could say that as well. And maybe it's hard for you to pick out the most important lessons. You know, as Curly would say in uh, in City Slickers, that one thing, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> so when um, when I was at a teacher training, in 2014, for uh, the Mindful Self-Compassion Curriculum, they led a meditation that I think was the biggest aha moment that I had. And I'm going to tell you these words, okay? So just listen to these words. And and this, imagine it's in the middle of a meditation, and they're Mm -hmm. saying, let these words roll around your mind. Everyone is on his or her own life journey. I am not the cause of this person's suffering, nor is it entirely within my power to make it go away, even though I wish I could. Moments like this are difficult to bear, yet I I may still try to help if I can. When I heard that, and then they repeat it again, and if it's a longer meditation, it gets repeated a third time, I had this like I had this like ten tons of bricks lift off my heart from what I was carrying from my mom's sickness, my mom's illness, mm-hmm. because she had heart disease. She had heart disease, but then she died from cancer. So mm. that meditation, that meditation, like set me free. And it's one yes. of the meditations now that they're teaching in the curriculum for healthcare workers. And if you're a, a healthcare worker, and let's say you're in the operating um, theater, and the surgeon is just being a maniac, and he's yelling at everybody, <laughs> and you've got to stay calm. Which happens, right? <laughs> and in your mind, you could you could say those words to yourself that that surgeon is on his own life journey. The right. hospital administrator is on her own life journey. You know, never mind your your loved one or your patients mm-hmm. or whatever. And you, there's so much that you cannot control, even though you wish you could. And it is difficult to bear. So I just, I just, I think the world of that meditation. That's that's called um, compassion with equanimity. If you're ever looking it up. Wow. <laughs> Learning so much here. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So how has your time as a caregiver impacted your way of thinking and living and being in other aspects of your life? Oh, I don't know how to answer that, honestly. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm integrated. 
You know what I mean? Like my inside matches my outside. I am what I am. Yep. I am what I am. I would gladly I get take that. Day for a hamburger today. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think I'm Bluto. I love it. That's all I can stand, and I can't stand no more. That's what no we, uh, more. <laughs> That's right. So obviously, uh, you, you don't seem. I, uh, go ahead, Adrian. I just wanted to know how it was that, out of all of the the different modalities that are out there for dealing with stress, you you chose mindfulness, and uh, and that path. Well, um, it was the neurologist who said, I recommend MBSR, and, and it was just my own curiosity once I took that class that led me to take the Compassionate okay. Brain series on, um, I think it was NICAM, and then I did Sounds True, and then I just, then I found, I found Rick Hansen, and he ended up becoming a mentor to me, um, and he wrote Buddha's Brain and Hardwiring Happiness and Just One Thing mm-hmm. and his new book, Resilient, and now he's got a new book coming out, Neurodharma, and so I did a, a week-long silent retreat with him at Spirit Rock, which is in California, on meditation and science. I'm fascinated mm-hmm. with the neuroscience and also with the, the um, there's a nexus now between science and spirituality. Like, that's really cool to me. And I'm a lifelong learner. You know, it's one of my core values. And so I just we should be, have the yeah. time and the interest. You know, I had the interest and the time, and I just sort of went deep. And I'm, I'm just Googling, you know, MBSR. There's a lot of free <laughs> eight-week online courses. Instead of learn and practice mindfulness. Wow, <laughs> this is a big deal, and it must yeah, work. I, I had no idea, because most people that interview me are already in the mindfulness world, and they've read my book, and, you know, I don't know. They, well, you see, I'm not an educated caregiver. I'm a caregiver because... I became a caregiver. I it wasn't on my resume. I wasn't planning on it. It just happened, and I've just been kind of uh, surviving and and lately thriving. And now I teach people how to not just survive caregiving, but to thrive. And so I'm sure I've picked out bits and pieces of what uh, mindfulness does. But you gosh, do it yourself. If, if I'd have known that there was a, you know a program that I can actually read and take an online course, I would be so much more capable to uh, so, help other caregivers. So you're about to now. Apparently now I am. Right? I mean, Adrian never brought it up to me. She never, hey, Dave, you know, have you ever Oh, no, I, no, Listen, I didn't. She does it herself, too, you know. Listen, you guys. We assume everybody knows it, and I think there's a bunch of people out there, caregivers like me, even the good ones who maybe uh, have no clue. There's millions of people like you that are just good at (laughs) trying to help somebody's life be better and trying to make the world a better place. There's millions of people like you. If you go on my website on the resource and reading tab, there is literally a free library. It's mm. everybody's mm. 
newsletters, their books, their apps, not just mine, at all, everybody who's ever, <laughs> who I ever thought was now, terrific. And don't overwhelm me now. <laughs> well, baby, baby steps, just take baby one steps. at a time. Just take one at a time and say, oh, this looks interesting. Oh, this is on audio. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah, because I you pretend to know everything. I'm, I'm learning every day, you, you know. I think you find that there are things that you're doing that are already part of it, Dave. Probably. Totally. Just well, I wouldn't unaware. have survived as long as I have. But but I can at least take the course and see, okay, I do, I'm do. i doing that, but I'm not doing that. Yes. I'm doing that, but I'm not doing that. And, you know, it's missing pieces box. of the puzzle. It's a toolbox that you end yeah. up building. So you're just right. going to end up adding more tools to your toolbox. Your toolbox is already excellent, or you wouldn't be running the show. Yeah, I must be doing something right. <laughs> but I can, I can, you know, we can all do what we do better, you know, including exactly. me. Which is, which is why I just took that new training. I'm continually yeah. taking new trainings because I want to see what else I can add to my toolkit. Well, this show has been very insightful to me, and I'm sure it, it will be insightful to everyone who hears it. Um, so we're, we're approaching the end here. Let's take one more break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. Caregiverdave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting caregiverdave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to caregiverdave.com and join now. Constant Contact and your small business make a perfect fit for marketing. They give you what you need to succeed. Fast and easy email marketing at your fingertips. Visit the HealthyLife.net advertiser page and click on Constant Contact to start your marketing. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life Too today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life Too is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. One arm, one leg. 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One arm, one leg, 100 words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. When you need a positive point of view, turn to HealthyLife.net, your 24-7 radio network for a better future.
And we're back with Julie Potiker and Adrian Gruberg. I'm Dave Nassani on the Caregiver Dave Show. And I, we're, we have about five or six more minutes to go. I know it's, it's hard to believe. Time flies when you're having fun. But <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you can give to those who are newly stepping into the role of being a caregiver? And they have no clue of what hell is, is awaiting them. But we have to look at it positively, don't we? I would say be kind to yourself. Mm, I agree. I agree. It's like they say on the plane, if you can't take care of you, then who's going to take care of them, you know? Unfortunately, if you have siblings who are next in line, maybe they're not as compassionate and empathetic as you. They'll just throw that loved one of yours in a nursing home, and nine out of ten of them I wouldn't put my cat in. You know, you got to do a lot of research to find a good nursing home. You know, does it pass a smell test, et cetera, et cetera. So... What about the non-caregivers, right? It's like the people who have cancer, all of a sudden everyone who doesn't have cancer is giving you all this advice and, oh, here's what you should do, here's who you should see, and, you know, don't do that and do this. And, and pretty soon you start closing yourself off to people. And I'm, I'm assuming, no, I can, not, I can more than assume, I can tell you from personal experience that it's hard trying to deal with people because they don't know how to talk to us caregivers. They don't know how to act. And pretty soon we're isolated because they just kind of feel bad that they can't help and so on. And what experience have you had with that? Oh, people just people just don't know how to say the right thing oftentimes. They, they're, I think they're trying to help, and I think that we all want to connect because we're wired to connect because we're primates. And I think just allowing people their, I don't want to say stupidity, but people say the dumbest things, um, just sort of cutting them slack for that because realizing that they're nervous and they're, they're uncomfortable with your pain and suffering and with your loved ones yeah. yes. and suffering. And so they say, they yeah. say dumb things and you just have to try to not snap back at them and just, just breathe it out and move on. And somehow at a subconscious level, I bet that they're fearing that that could happen to them too. It almost like sure. oh, it must be contagious or I might get jinxed if I, uh, get too close or something. I don't know what's going on in their minds, but isolation is, is a common thing. Fear that will happen to them. Fear, yeah. yeah. And I, isolation leads to depression. So, yeah. you know, getting um, getting out and connecting with people that make you feel good, not that make you feel bad. Hello. He froze on us. <laughs> but she'll be back. Yeah, I was going to say that... Uh, I should wait till she comes no, back before I say that. She just vanished. Poof. <laughs> but she has a tech support guy. I am so jealous they are on a boat in La Paz. <laughs> I mean, before I got married, I was going to sail around the world, you know. Mm. If I met the right girl to sail with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought I did, but she had two kids that, you know, needed to be raised. Yeah, that's... Like that. Oh, she's back. You guys froze. No, you froze. It wasn't us. It was you. I missed you. <laughs> oh, we missed you too. But it's a good thing you came back. Um, 
forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> so, do you um, want to tell your do you want to tell your people um, how to look for the mindful self compassion stuff and also my stuff? Yes, yes, absolutely. How can how can mindful self compassion help caregivers, and how can they find it? And uh, give us an example of of something to try, all in one, like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if they go to my website, which is mindfulmethodsforlife.com, uh, they can they can really learn a ton about mindful self compassion and also taking in positive mental states for happiness and resilience, which is rewiring your brain, and also mm-hmm. Happiness practices and gratitude practices, and you know, there's a big, broad range of toolbox uh, tools for their toolbox. Then, if they go into the reading tab, they can see all the different books they might be interested in. Um, there's a workbook called the Mindful Self Compassion Workbook that's really mm-hmm. great. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Yes, that's um, Kristen Neff and Christopher Germer, and they. They wrote the curriculum, and they just recently developed this workbook, and it's fantastic. So there's a lot. I mean, there's a ton out there. And the adaptation for healthcare workers is um, completely brand new. So they're not going to be able to find it online yet, but they will hopefully have it at a hospital near them very soon. I appreciate you coming on the show. It was very insightful for me as for everyone listening, I'm sure. Adrian, how do we get a hold of you? It's Adrian at the caregiverspace.org and every place else you can connect with us, uh, you go from there. The communities are on Facebook. Yep. And I'm Caregiver Dave, caregiverdave.com. Everything is there. Check out our free book, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words by Dave Nassani is the book that helps you overcome and perhaps even prevent the hardships associated with strokes. Dave takes you on his journey and experience with his own wife, Charlene, a stroke survivor. This book tells you everything about strokes to help you and your loved ones survive without making costly mistakes that may save a life or a brain from irreparable damage. One Arm, One Leg, 100 Words. The book is available on Amazon.com or order it from fine bookstores everywhere. For the best in business class travel, count on Cheapo Air. Cheapo Air has the best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service, and easy booking online or by phone. To experience your hassle-free journey, start by going to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on Cheapo Air. Reclaim your caregiver sanity with Dave Nassani's book, It's My Life Too. Caring for someone with an illness or condition who is expected to live for a relatively long period of time is a specific and unique challenge. This book pinpoints the needs and strategies a caregiver must do for themselves in order to survive, thrive, and make caregiving a rewarding, gratifying experience. So get your copy of It's My Life 2 today or buy one for your special caregiver. It's My Life 2 is available at Amazon.com and CaregiverDave.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, 
Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Guilt, fear, loneliness, burnout. These are just some of the things caregivers feel. But now there's hope. CaregiverDave.com is a membership website with an understanding community designed around supporting you. With a little perspective, planning, and practical help, you can become a thriving caregiver. Start by visiting CaregiverDave.com. Get weekly calls, practical solutions, and free resources. Plus, when you sign up, you'll get a 30-minute coaching call free. Don't wait. Go to CaregiverDave.com and join now. The Bright Side of Talk, HealthyLife.net. 